Well, welcome everyone. Happy New Year again. And today is a special edition because I have a one-on-one -on -one with Carol Ann Holmes. Am I saying it correctly, Carol? Yes, you are. Well, okay. All right then. So, and what to my audience and to my followers, thank you for being here. And as you see, I'm playing around this time in 2023. So if there's a little bit of a delay in the beginning, I started to do this countdown thing. So I guess um, I'm sharing my experience with you because it seems like in life, it's always good to try something different and then don't hesitate if you make a mistake those are really mistakes that you have to blame yourself it's a it's a mistake to learn from and it's play 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 and it is perfect for the beginning of the year and that's why carol ann is a perfect guest because our topic today will be good i stress hello happiness and carol and is um, a blessing because when I met her, I met her also in a significant when a friend of mine, um, Celeste Solum, came to to this area, to Princeton, New Jersey. So each moment is like an opportunity. Even if I think there's so many th things happening within the three years, the past three years, but each moment is an opportunity and it's up to us to grab that opportunity, hold it and create it on how you want it to be. You want it to be stressful, then go help yourself be stressful. <laughs> if you want happiness, which all of us, I think there's not one who is not looking for happiness. So Carol, thank you again for being here. You're welcome. It is my pleasure and happy new year to everyone and can be happier and happier depending on how we make it. And uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about Carol and Carol will take it moving forward of what she wanted to share as a special message for the new year. So Carol Ann Hans is a, in, has a degree in education, master's in education, and bachelor's in science. And she is an international author, lecturer, teacher, with more than 1,600 graduates of specialized kinesiology in Eastern 16, and in- Excuse oh, me, 16,000. 16, yes. Perfect. Yes. So 16,000 graduates of specialized kinesiology in Eastern Europe and USA. So after many years in public schools teaching, she studied Montessori education and established a preschool in Venezuela for her own two children and 33 other international children. So she's one of those mothers who will mother everyone, the who, every little kid who comes her way. She founded a Budapest Montessori preschool in 1994 and sponsored several others in Eastern Europe. So this system teaches children how to think, not to think, not what to think, how to think, not what to think. So when Carol Ann found specialized kinesiology, it was a final piece to the educational puzzle for her, removing the blocks that keep us from living a more abundant life. She's also a consultant for the 
Golding Process and a member of the International Association of Counselors and Therapists. In addition with work, working with adults, Carol Ann's passion is working with children, our most precious resources. And Carol Ann resides in Budapest, Hungary, and New Jersey. And I'm blessed because that's how I met her. Is she is currently in New Jersey. So there it is. So Carol, do you want to add anything more? And keep you can add anything more that you wanted to let the audience know. And while I see if I can make this podcast public, because sometimes it's a little tricky then that I'm shadow banned because sometimes it's not public, but we're going to edit that and make it public. There you go. Thank you so much. And as a child, I always wanted to be a teacher. And so I got my degrees in teaching and I taught in Hillsborough, New Jersey, public school, uh, third grade. And then I taught fourth grade in, uh, in another school in New Jersey. And I was always looking for a better way to help children. And then uh, uh, we moved to Sicily and I had a little relaxation after getting my master's degree. And uh, then we uh, moved to the Netherlands. So my uh, background was quite international and I felt quite at home when I was studying uh, in college in uh, France. So uh, to me, uh, Europe was always such a draw. So we were living in the Netherlands and then we decided to start our family. And um, we uh, moved to uh, Venezuela and I had 35 two and a half to five year olds in our home every day because an iron worker told me about Montessori education. I'd never heard about it. And uh, his wife was coming to relax for uh, a year. And then we met, her vacation was over. And uh, within a month, we had 35 two and a half to five year olds in my home every day. And I was amazed how quickly and easily these dear little children could learn to be self-sufficient. They could dress themselves. They could learn to read and write. And it was an amazing, amazing opening to me. And we got back to New Jersey and I worked in the uh, Montessori school here. And then I started the uh, elementary program for uh, the Basking Ridge uh, Montessori. So then we moved to the Netherlands, back to the Netherlands, and I put my son immediately in the Dutch Montessori school, and by Christmas he had mastered Dutch, so he was our interpreter. After, um, while living there, I found another piece to the puzzle, and I thought I died and went to heaven, and uh, a kinesiologist was coming from the U.S., specialized kinesiologist, First of all, kinesiology is the study of the origin, insertion, and movement of muscles. And um, our brand is specialized kinesiology because we go deeply into the emotions that affect the muscles, that affect every uh, being of our bodies. The uh, Chinese told us about the meridian flow of energy 5,000 years ago. And that's what we're working with. And that's why acupuncture is so effective too. So I studied with the uh, great kinesiologists coming there. <clears throat> My first session, I no longer needed glasses after um, 
30 years. And I thought, this is really interesting. I think I'll learn more. So I studied and uh, we got back from Europe <clears throat> and I started teaching kinesiology. Then um, I was invited to Russia in 1991 to teach doctors. And that was an incredible experience. Uh, it was my first trip to Russia and my greatest fear uh, in the world ever as a child was that the Russians would come and bomb us because we had to be uh, go to the basement of the school, line up against the wall and do this air raid drill. So when I got to Russia, the most wonderful people were so wonderful, just amazing. Uh, my first trip, I was invited to Dubna, a scientific center, which was closed to the world. And um, I worked with the top scientists. On the way back, there was a woman, a 28-year-old woman about to commit suicide. She had been a professional musician, and she could no longer do her work. She had been raped by four men in the back of a taxi. Uh, she had to live with her abusive ex-husband, with her five-year-old, and she, she saw no reason to live. So I worked with her because there was no doctor on the train. So my interpreter uh, volunteered my services. And we got into um, Moscow. And I told her where I'd be teaching the next day. So she came by. And then she wanted a session on getting rid of her blocks so she could uh, return to her music. So we worked with that. She went over and took the microphone and told her story. And at that time in Russia, there was no food. There was no clothing. It was an incredible time. And so she, um, everyone was crying, of course. And then she went over and sat down at the piano and played If It Takes Forever. And everyone was sobbing. Uh, and then I was invited back uh, to Russia to lecture for uh, UNESCO um, peace conference a month later, she met me at the train station and took me to her private studio and did a private concert for me. So that was just one little story. Also, my first trip to Russia, um, there, was, um, there were 15 Moscovite children and three teachers ready to go to the U.S. and they couldn't, um, their trip was canceled because of the first Gulf War. And so they asked, could you do something? And so um, I called my neighbors. They said, sure. We brought the kids over. They were here for three weeks. We had a wonderful time. And so that was my first trip to Russia. It was pretty exciting. And then I went back four times each so, year. So all these uh, experiences, you have collected them and put them in your book. The Goodbye, yes. Stress, Hello, Happiness, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and where can people get that book? Uh, they could contact you, as you said, and then contact, and you will contact me, and I can get it to them. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's easy, very good. It's an easier read for people to, you know, listen more. And it's not how to correct stress, but it is um, the successes that we've had. As I said, I no longer need glasses to read after thirty years, and and that was uh, thirty years ago, over thirty years ago. But I would like to now uh, talk about stress, how it affects us, because in today's world, do you know anyone who isn't stressed? You know, when you look at the multitude of problems we have today, and they just seem to be multiplied with our uh, finances, with our health, with, with every area 
of life and living with our food, our water, our relationships. And we work on every area of life with our careers. It's, it's just endless. And the stress especially is with our dear little children because they absorb our stress. One of my most successful um, sessions I had was with a little three and a half year old in um, Moscow and she couldn't walk and the doctor said she would never walk, but they didn't know why. So in our work, we go back, the muscle testing tells us the exact moment in time, which was the beginning of that problem. And we can go back even in utero. And so we went back three months in utero and her grandmother who had brought her in, I said um, to her, uh, what was the problem? And uh, what was with the mother? Because those stressors go through. And she said she bought a house or a flat, paid cash for it and didn't get it. So I can't even imagine us, you know, the stress it would cause. Every day she got stronger and stronger. Three months she was later, she was walking perfectly. So I have stories in my book. How, like, young, was this, how young was this child? And when was, you, uh, yeah. What's she the was age three and a half. Three and a half. And yeah. when you do, when you have a session with a child, mm -hmm. um, would the, the parents would be around and is the parents going to be involved in the kinesiology? Yeah, usually the parents are there, but like teenagers, they don't want their parents around sometimes, you know, so that's different. But I'd like to tell you, uh, oh, and then uh, she wanted to be, uh, have a session on becoming a little ballerina because all the little Russian girls dance. So we stress diffused her on that and then she was dancing happily after. So I'd like to explain a little bit about stress and how, how we get it and how it affects us. So we have um, a situation come up in our lives and then we have the emotion that goes with it. And either we accept it, everything's okay, and we go on with life and we make the best of it, or we stuff it. And we are great stuffers. We don't deal with it. And if we stuff it, then that's a stressor. And it can be in any area of life. And the more we have negative experience reactions, the, the more stress piles up. So our stress comes from fear. It comes from pain. And it comes from fear of more pain. And if you look at what the terrorists do, it's the fear of more pain. And how many people today are so programmed by the media, by their peers, so that they, they have such a fear of the future. You know, am I going to get the virus? Am, am I going to die? Am I going to be incapacitated? Am I going to lose all of my money in the stock? Am I going to, you know, and, and our self-esteem is so important. I can't, I won't, I don't, I shouldn't, I'm not good enough. I, I too, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too rich, I'm too poor. We have all these belief systems and there are at least 7,000 and most of them are negative. And we operate out of those negative belief systems. So we have then our um, shutdown of the flow of energy. And the more we shut down the flow of energy to the brain, to all parts of the body, the more we have problems. And Louise Hay wrote um, Heal Your Body. 
And she was able to identify every cause of every disease emotionally. And when we take medication, when we go to the doctor, when we go to our therapist of any kind, do we really get to the root of the problem, which we can in specialized kinesiology by muscle testing, or do we just reinforce the problem? So if we have all these fears from early childhood, and Dr. Montessori said the child is formed by age six, who they will become. And we know that so many belief systems are programmed in by the parents, by the media, by all the devices the children are on now. It's, it's incredible. It programs them for non-reality, really. So that's why Montessori is so important and the uh, taking care of the children. So we've got all these fears from early childhood, fear of the opposite sex, fear of animals, fear of God, fear of whatever. You know, I have a list in my first book that's a mile long. So we have these fears. And if we don't take care of these fears from early childhood and beyond, then they become our uh, addictions because we don't feel good in present time. So we will have our coffee, our alcohol, our um, drugs, um, our uh, perfectionism can be an addiction. You have to be per perfect all the time. So we have all these various addictions, sugar, chocolate, you know, we can name a lot. So if we don't handle these addictions, then they become our obsessions. Will I have enough alcohol? Will I have enough cigarettes? Will I have enough sex? Will I have enough of whatever? Because when we have, I can give you an example with a, a good example of addictions. One of the policemen from down on the Black Sea came uh, up to Moscow for a course, and he was so addicted to alcohol that he was, um, he couldn't um, keep his job. So when we worked on the root cause, why he was drinking all the time, we went back to kindergarten and at the Soviet system, the children stayed through the week. And he decided, he fell in love with this beautiful little girl and they decided they would sleep together that night. And they were all cuddled up in each other's arms. And as he's telling me this story, he said, and he's 33 years old. He said, I can still remember her name. And the tears are streaming down his cheeks. So he was reliving that. It was still, the stress was still there in the memory banks. We get rid of the stress. The memory can still be there, but you're not shutting down your energy flow. So he's telling me the story. And his parents punished him. The teachers punished them. And he never had a relationship after that because he learned that if you love someone from your heart, you get punished. So that's an addiction to make you feel good in present time because of the fear and pain of the past. And through muscle testing, the body will let us identify the exact cause. So if you don't correct that addiction, then it becomes deeper and it becomes uh, an obsession. And so what happens um, in, in your work, because you, you've you worked mostly in, in Eastern Europe for this, or I guess my question would be, 
which area, which country seemed to be open for the specialized kinesiology, uh, you know, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The uh, Eastern Europe in 1991 had their freedom, but what do they do with it? And I was one of the first alternative methods to go into Eastern Europe uh, and also to go into Moscow. So the people were so ready. In fact, the doctors in uh, Moscow said uh, they were going to tear up their uh, medical certificates and use mine because it's what worked. So they were ready because they had more... Um, openness. They, yeah. And they also, they didn't have, uh, you know, Coca-Cola was just coming in at that time. In fact, everyone was drinking from the same glass. <laughs> and so, so they didn't have what we have here, which, you know, they were already doing so many of the natural ways in all of Eastern Europe. And so it was much easier. They were much more accepting because they didn't have the programming that we have here and, and we're changing now slowly because we're seeing what works and what doesn't work. And it's interesting, yesterday I heard a lecture from a wellness uh, uh, facility that was connected with the hospital and they're doing everything we were doing early on in the 40s, or I'm sorry, in the uh, uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, so it's interesting. But I wanted to get back to the um, an obsession uh, so many of my uh, students, clients had such an, an obsession with cleanliness. And one of my students, uh, one of my clients, we had to go back to age five. Uh, she could never get clean enough. And she, her children, if they got up to go to the bathroom at night, she would listen. And if they didn't wash their hands, she'd get them up to wash their hands. So, and she was at the school, she was a librarian and she would wash everything that she touched and use 50 wipes. She could never get clean enough. <clears throat> so uh, we went back to age five where a dog had licked her genital area and she had confessed it and she was made to feel so dirty. She spent the rest of her life trying to get clean. And so many people now have that obsession because of what's going on around us. So we have to look at why we're obsessed and we're all obsessed, we're all addicted. Uh, and so we need to clean that up because it's not working in our lives and it's making us miserable. So we have these fears, we have these addictions, we have these obsessions that come from the fear and our, our country, our world is so filled with fear now. And fear is the opposite of love. Love is the strongest force there is. And it's about loving ourselves. It's about loving each other. It's about loving God, really, or our creator, whatever your belief systems happen to be about that. So, so is there a particular area in the body where the fears and the obsessions get trapped I'm sorry, what was the beginning is of that? Is there a particular, um, is it just basically all emotions and not not tangible? Yes. Or does all these emotions, especially fear and pain and, you know, do they get trapped in the body? And what would, what do you think, what do you know when, if it gets trapped, what do you think happens when it comes to the arm? Okay. 
DNA are molecules, are atoms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not a scientist. I wasn't that great in chemistry. It was my weakest uh, area in school. (laughs) But uh, I do know Louise Hay tells us every organ, every system, and the emotion that goes with it. So in the Netherlands, I had a teenager come to me and she had a thyroid problem. And uh, thyroid is humiliation and shame. Lots of people have thyroid problems today. And I have always found her information to be right on and also what part of the body. So uh, this young lady, we, she, uh, her father was Dutch, white. Her mother was Indonesian, so her darker skin. And she had darker skin. And the children and the teacher made fun of her. This was in the Netherlands like 40, no, probably 50 years ago. And she was uh, very uh, embarrassed and humiliated that she had dark skin because they made fun of her. And so we worked on that and, and she was fine. You know, the doctor wanted to put her on medication and, and operate or whatever uh, was appropriate medically at the time. And so I worked with her and then she was fine. Not only was she physically restoring the energy to that organ and system, but she was able to correct the emotions so she could no longer be ashamed of her dark skin. I saw her parents 20 years later, I was vacationing in the Netherlands and I saw her parents at church and I said, how's your daughter? And and they said, well, she is um, living in London and she has three children and she's never had a problem with her thyroid since. So Louise Hay, Heal Your Body is a wonderful reference. Also, what part of the body is it? So um, I learned uh, in in one system of kinesiology, like the knees and the um, elbows are uh, fear of loss. And I have known it to be absolutely true. Is it on the left side of the body? which is the right brain. So that's uh, manifestation. I'm sorry. So that's uh, creativity denied or what have you. If it's on the left uh, side of the body, then uh, if it's on the left side, it's the right brain. If it's on the right side, then it's the left brain. So is it manifestation issues with male, the left brain, or is it the right brain, creativity, your dreamer side, et cetera? So we work a lot with integrating the left and right hemispheres so we're balanced. It's the inner inner uh, queen and the outer king, and we, we do a lot of work with that also. So your question then was, um, yes, so when someone comes to me, they say, I have a pain in the back, you know, I have a, a muscle spasm or what have you. Um, We look at the uh, foundation of your life, the structure of your life. Where are you out of balance? Because you have the vertebrae and you have the uh, ligaments and tendons and muscles and so forth. And let's say you have stress on your mother-in-law. And if your mother-in-law says something not so nice, you will tighten up that muscle. Everything goes out of place. And then you go to the massage therapist, you take medication, whatever you do, and then you're fine, but you didn't solve the problem. So then 
the next time she comes by, again, you have the same problem. It becomes chronic. It's over and over. And over time, then you have damage there. So until you solve the emotional problem that goes with the back, because it's so important that your um, vertebrae are in alignment because your energy flows to all parts of your body from your, uh, your back. So uh, you've got to solve those emotional problems, those relationship problems, those allergy problems. Allergies are, are such a, an incredible part of our uh, work, too. As, as you see in the book, uh, I touch all areas. Uh, autism, uh, I worked in a school for autistic children and for problematic children. And I had little, little Kathy. I worked with 80 children there uh, with all kinds of problems. And little Kathy uh, would not, she was in first grade. She would not do her seat work. She wouldn't do her, 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 she wouldn't communicate. She was just totally shut down. And when I worked with her, we went back to age four as the major cause. And I asked the teacher what traumatic happened at age four to this dear little child who wouldn't communicate. And she said her mother died. And How old do you, do you usually you work with them, like for that four-year-old, how long will that, you know, with your experience? Oh, he was actually in first grade, and we went back to age four, uh, just a few minutes. It, it's with muscle testing, it works very quickly. Uh, I would say the first session may be longer because you're getting the history and so forth. Uh, but then the next sessions, especially with a child, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So How many sessions now, the average? I worked with her for three sessions, but we had tremendous changes uh, the first session. So um, I gave a lecture for the teachers and the parents explaining what I did. And the father came up to me and he had tears in his eyes. And he said, thank you so much for giving me my little girl back. Because, and I think she had great changes the first time. And then uh, after that, um, she, she got better and better. And then I checked on her when she was in her 20s. And because I knew the principal of the school who had retired, but she kept in touch with her and she was fabulous. So, you know, those few minutes can turn a life around so dramatically. And uh, I love working with relationships. I love working with careers. So many people are changing their careers now and we need to, you know, to keep up with the times people are realizing they need to be on purpose with their lives. And that's really a very, very fun thing to do. I can see you getting busy because um, really in the last three years, more than ever, the mm -hmm. whole world seemed to be under a lot of situation that could make everyone be stressed, you know. So oh, yes. you, the, your, your uh, help, your services are much needed, especially for those who wanted to try something outside the pharmaceutical in intervention. Mm -hmm. so well, we, we know what doesn't work, right? So what works? That's what we need to do. So in, in basically, you, you shared about, like, seems like the underlying is fear, you oh. know, in all the common Mm -hmm. uh, different situation becomes fear. So if you have to um, give an advice to someone 
Do you do like a homework for them to do? Yes, yes. Uh, I just worked with a young man who could not eat anything, anything except um, biscuits and cheese. And even that had to be so special. And he was 17. And I worked with him once and immediately he started eating so much. And he's so happy because he couldn't, in school, he would throw up if he had one grain of rice. Can you imagine? And so his mother had to be so very, very careful. And he wants to study abroad. And just so I'm working with him. He had incredible results the first time, but there's still a lot of stuff there because of the, you know, he couldn't sleep over with his friends. He couldn't have pizza with his friends and so forth. So there's a lot of um, other areas connected, but our healthy lifestyle is so important. And so many people now are turning to alcohol or drugs and it just makes the problem deeper. So we've got to detox emotionally. We've got to detox our body. We are loaded with toxins. I started studying uh, the whole detox area in 1975. Well, so what's your favorite way to detox? I like my detox bath. That's lovely. Epsom salts and I uh, zeolite and uh, uh, baking soda and all my favorite um, uh, herbs. You know, I like lavender and, and oh, it I, goes on and on. I but, remember, I remember that's also my favorite way, even when I was in, in, in all situations. But I remember my son when he was still small, you know, living with me. Now he's grown, he's a father. But he said, Mom, you smell like salad dressing. Ah. <laughs> well, not a bad thing if you like salad dressing. Because yeah. I place also, the, sometimes I place vinegar in it. Uh -huh. Vinegar is an excellent and so he said, you, And then at one point, I was I placed some um, olive oil. Those play some That's coconut excellent. oil. So, and mm -hmm. when there was no spa yet before that, uh, now there's a little bit more wellness spa that uses friendly or clean products. Before, mm -hmm. I never went to them and I create my own spa. And that's the best. Yes, yes that's excellent. When we lived on Sicily, um, we had... Um, olive trees in our yard. And when we lived in Venezuela, we had coconut. And both those are so excellent for us. But one of my favorite things every day is a smoothie. And I put all my favorite things in the smoothie, plus two drops of uh, lemon and two drops of grapefruit. And those combinations, one drop of lemon is 30 lemon rinds from Italy. Yeah. Oh. And then the grapefruit, I think, is similar. But when you combine those two, it's hydroxychloroquine. And it is doing a beautiful job of cleaning out the body. So we have to clean out the body. We have to eat properly. We have to exercise. We don't have to go wild with the exercise, but exercise moderately and meditation and prayer. Those are. And what's your favorite exercise? I just, um, I go to a chiropractor 
And I had a problem, oh, about four or five years ago in Budapest, I was rushing down the street, not recommended. And this little tiny dog on a leash jumped out in front of me. And I went tumbling. So the whole side of my left side of the body was, yeah, I, I had to diffuse myself on that. I had to have a session or so on that. And as a result, then I, I had injury there. So um, my chiropractor gives me certain exercises that I need to do for that part of my body. But I, I don't go to a gym uh, because I don't have time, uh, probably, but maybe I don't need it. But just um, I have exercises that I do even when I'm in bed, you know, so I don't even have to get out okay. of bed. And yes. then I also do, uh, I, I did a session with myself. I teach people how to do your own uh, uh, stress diffusion. And um, so I, my homework was the cross patterning, which is uh, integrating the left, right hemispheres by integrating the left and right uh, side of the body. And uh, so yeah. people can, so what I heard from you can, you know, you, one can incorporate or other like measures when they're trying to take care of them themselves. Like, you know, so there could oh, be yes. a specialized kinesiology mm -hmm. if you have to go to a chiropractor. See, um, what, I, what I do as a quantum reflex analysis practitioner, which is a semi-kinesiology, oh, I yeah. kind of go beyond the emotions as well. Uh -huh. beyond that because i would even you know how there are so many like in terms of chiropractor if i feel like i need to go to different chiropractors i try mm -hmm. to test which of the chiropractors i would go yes. to yes absolutely because uh, there's like so that helps me with a semi-kinesiology it helps me when sometimes decisions need to be uh, made <laughs> okay. Well, eventually, I guess if you one doesn't need any of that, and you have your direct cognition, especially mm -hmm. if your DNA is get if the, your your junk DNA is really coming alive, because mm -hmm. that junk DNA that science says is junk is really where the secrets for a lot of our re rejuvenation and bioregenesis can take place. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that people can understand that with a kinesiology, semi-kinesiology, or, you know, specialized, as, as Carol did um, at one point, um, you know, when she teaches, she just encouraged people to create your own way, basically, when mm -hmm. you use it for your own. Right. Helping people get back their power because we have so much power within us, but we're, we're blocked. We're this beautiful gemstone, this beautiful creation of God. And we have all these layers of fear and pain and fear of more pain. And it's like an onion. We peel off all those layers of fear and pain. And what is underneath is such a beautiful, incredible gemstone, a diamond. And we need to, um, to peel off those layers of stress, those layers of fear and pain and fear of more pain. And a lot of that is, if you can imagine, we, um, we have our laws. We have our physical laws. We have our mental laws, our spiritual laws, our uh, emotional laws. And 
we need to keep those laws, you know, uh, and have our, our being uh, be who we really are because most of us don't know who we are. And if we have our laws, then we can tell other people what our laws are so that they understand, you know, maybe, maybe you're getting married and you say, okay, I want children. That's a law that you have. And maybe your person that you're going to marry doesn't want children. You, you have to settle that, you know, but you have to tell people what your laws are. You don't wait until you're married a year and say, okay, I want children. He says, no way. You know, so we need to have our laws in every area of life and we need to tell people what they are and our laws change. What I believed 20 years ago, I no longer believe today. And people are changing their laws now uh, as we're finding out the truth. You know, we have to change our laws. I believe this. I believe this was good for me. Now I know it was bad for me. And we have to tell people. And then other people have their laws. And we have to respect their laws. And we can't step over their borders. And they change their laws. And we have to understand that. And then we have the uh, communal laws. You know, we can't run a red light and so forth. So if we don't like those laws, as we are finding today, we don't like the laws that are made for us, we have to voice our opinion and change those laws. And then we have the universal laws that never change. And they're the laws of God, if you will, the Ten Commandments or what have you. But we have to respect our own laws. We have to respect other people's laws. And communication is such an important part of that. We really, really need to communicate, say how we feel, how we want to feel, and what we're willing to do to get there because we, we don't know who we are. And that's one of the things in working with, uh, with um, people on their careers. You know, people are doing nine to five and they hate it. They dread it. Well, what's blocking them for being- let ask, So let me ask you another question. So what happens when, because I know there's so many um, adults now also who have, gone through Montessori education, but mm -hmm. uh, some of them is, seem to have stopped really thinking critically. <laughs> so what kind of like, what happened to that Montessori way of teaching that it seems like they, they forgot about it? Uh, I don't find that to be true. When we lived in the Netherlands, I asked some of the um, uh, parents who had their children in Montessori and they were Montessori graduates too, because Dr. Montessori lived there. And in fact, she died there in 1952 and uh, is buried there. And my son put a rose on her grave. So that was so special. But what is happening is with Montessori, I asked them, what did Montessori mean to you? And they said, it gave us the tools for life and living. And, um, and, and it made them, they were just incredibly loving Montessori. And that's why they had their children there. And um, I, I have found the opposite uh, to be true. 
Yeah, because it teaches children, you know, the first day of school, they walk around a carpet. That is their, um, their uh, area for working on the floor or they have their trays they're working on at the table. No child is allowed to disturb them and they're not allowed to disturb any other child. And it's the law and there are laws in the classroom and they can invite a child in to do the activity. But can you imagine a child is learning to respect borders? What happens today in our world? Are borders respected? Are boundaries respected? No. So we are teaching the children the basics. They put everything back exactly as they found it. Every, all the activities are on a tray. Put everything back exactly as they found it, ready for the next person. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we left everything as we found it beautiful and pristine for the next person, how different the world would be. So all the principles of Montessori are built into a happy, healthy environment. If there is a, a problem between two children, you know, they might be four years old. They go to the peace table and they work it out. The teacher does not work it out. The child has to work it out. They're taught responsibility. It's, it's, and you walk into a Montessori classroom, 25 children and one teacher and one guide, uh, aide. The teacher has laid out a beautiful environment and she's a servant who steps back and assists the child where needed. And she explains everything. The child sees how to do every activity. There is a readiness time. A two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old may be ready to do a certain um, activity just by watching the older children. The whole concept is so special. And Dr. Montessori knew all these basic principles of how children learn because she uh, observed them, and then she created the equipment. Since you, you know, you'll be, you, you have all these tools and expertise and the homeschooling is a growing movement. Yes, it is. You know, so are, are you in touch with any of the parents or groups that are creating this, you know, new schools? Mm -hmm. I, I don't even think they want to call it schools because mm -hmm. sometimes it just got the term can kind of get bastardized. So I guess, so if there is, so are you in touch with them and how, or how can you make a difference? Yes, I, I am very much involved in this kind of thing. And uh, Springdale College uh, has a whole curriculum. Uh, I think one of the major problems we have today, and I, and I met with the principal yesterday and we discussed this, is the, the parents, aren't parenting, you know, the kids are on their devices and the children are not being taught the core values of life. And um, I think we have to work with parents in parenting uh, and, and how we need to get back because we've, we've, we've lost a couple generations mm -hmm. and we need to get back to that. And that's why so many people are pulling their children out of school and, and, and also starting a lot of wonderful alternative schools. 
Uh, Montessori is expensive because generally speaking, it's not paid for by the state, but I very much believe in the voucher system. I think we should have that. And I, I'm not sure uh, what's going to happen with the public schools because they are not teaching core values. Uh, they are not teaching things like the constitution and our true history. So um, yes, I am very much in, in, um, in touch with, with these educators because it's uh, very much a part of uh, what I believe has to change in our world. Uh, and the parents are doing the best they can, uh, but we've got to do more with, with stress release. Uh, also, I'm working with, uh, you mentioned a couple of the other systems, uh, I work with many other things, uh, and I think we need to put a lot of these things together, like the Golding uh, method uh, is uh, working very effectively um, with children. I worked with a, a local neighbor here, and he had wet the bed for uh, seven years every night. And it was very embarrassing for him and, and for his parents. And the first night they did the sleep talk for children he no longer wet the bed. And only one time, a couple of months later, he they were out um, doing, uh, they were out and they didn't get him awake to go to the bathroom before they put him to bed. And so he had an accident that night, but after that he was fine. So one session, you know, uh, the sleep talk for children because they've been so negatively programmed. And uh, so with that, I've worked with autistic children and we've had fabulous results. In fact, my Montessori preschool, I was working with an autistic child there and, and with kinesiology and also uh, with uh, sleep talk for children, which the parents do every night. And we corrected so many things with her, her stress with her little sister and her eating disorders. Eating disorders are mostly emotional too. But I didn't tell you that after working in, um, in uh, Russia, uh, my first time in Russia, then I went on to Budapest. I was invited by a doctor to teach there. And my first night I lectured for 1,200 people and it was televised, and one of the uh, mothers watching it turned around and corrected her son who couldn't read uh, very successfully. And then she looked me up so she could study with me. Then I was invited to Prague and uh, Bratislava, Czech Republic, and, and then uh, on to Warsaw. So I was rotating all those uh, countries all those years. So yeah, it's been a wonderful trip. Uh, that I've taken in the last uh, 28 years. I've been in Budapest uh, living and in Prague. And uh, it's, you know, I have to pinch myself. Is it real? <laughs> because it's so special. So then. So what uh, else do you think? You know, what else do you think would you like to do? Because you're doing, uh, you know, a difference already. A fantastic yeah. job with the kids and adults doing semi-kinesiology. Yeah. So what do you think would you like more to do? I want to work a lot with children because especially the children who have been sexually abused, because we have to work so deeply with them. And so many wonderful methodologies are coming through to us now, the med beds and so forth. Uh, so I really, really 
want to work with, with children, with adults too, because we have to work with the parents because they have their own stressors that they're passing on to their children. It's, it's really interesting. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that was really what I was going to ask. You know, yeah. some, uh -huh. of the, some of these causes are transgenerational. Absolutely. And what didn't your grandparents handle that you have to? You know, and uh, we're 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 lucky or we're blessed if we even find out. But sometimes it's it's so hard to find out because it's many generations mm -hmm. <laughs> that have passed by. However, as long as I guess the person who needed who wants to have a change in their life can accept that there is something that can be done, then things can be done, solutions can be, um, uh, are available. And there are so many of that now. And it's not that difficult. And I teach courses and in the courses, I teach people how to work on themselves because I want them to be responsible, to take back their power, to become who they really are, not all this, this, fake uh, person they're presenting to the world, you know, we need to just be authentic. We need to be real. But the big thing is to love ourselves. And it's not pride, you know, it's just to honor and respect and love yourself. And only then can you love and respect other people. Being true to yourself is so very, very important. So we need to be on purpose with our lives. We need to get rid of those blocks that are are keeping us from being on purpose, being authentic, being real, being that beautiful gemstone we were created to be. You know, there was a man on death row. He had done many murders in, in Florida. And his um, mentor, whomever it was, said, if you could pinpoint one thing that made you do these terrible things, what, what was it? What did you, what would you say it was? He said, when I was four, my father skinned my pet dog in front of me. And these are horrendous experiences. And our children have had maybe not those experiences so, so drastic, but they've had a lot of, of things. And it's cumulative. And getting back to your question about the organs and systems, the more we have a problem with humiliation and shame, the less the energy flows to that organ or system. And so eventually we, we, we don't get the energy there. And then we have the malfunctioning of the organ and system and we get the medicine and maybe stronger medicine and so forth. So that may be a temporary fix, but is it permanent? You know, it, it's permanent if you make the emotional changes. So, yes, children, they're our most precious natural resource, and they're our, our future, and we've messed it up, and we need to really make it right. So um, uh, Hillsdale has a wonderful curriculum, and I have uh, looked at that very closely. It's uh, uh, K, pre-K, I guess, or K through uh, 12, and we have to look at what our children are being taught in college, too. And uh, we have so as adults, we have a lot of work. Yeah, so we, we messed it up. 
<laughs> we can protect our children. Yes, we must. Case. And let's see, what else can we, do you want, um, you know, anything more where they can reach you other than your, your through your website, through me? Yes, I haven't updated my website uh, since COVID. <laughs> so okay. uh, I'll be doing that soon. But okay. I'm teaching my courses. And if they uh, contact you and you can send them on to me. That right. would be great. If they want courses, they're wonderful because uh, they are all areas of life, uh, relationships, um, speaking. I taught 52 um, professional people in uh, Baltimore a few years ago, uh, public speaking, and they were just shaking. Most people have fear of public speaking. And I did. I In college, I would be up all night worrying about giving a five-minute speech. And now when someone asks me to talk, well, what do you want me to talk about? How many days? So we don't have to have that public speaking um, uh, problem. But I was working with 52 professional people, and they all had the fear of public speaking. And at the end of the course, they gave the most vibrant, beautiful, wrote and gave uh, wonderful speeches. So all these things just, it's so easy. And when I, I look at people, I can see the areas where they need to work. And it, it sort of grieves me that I know how quickly and easily they can solve those relationship problems. They can solve those career, career problems. They can solve those emotional problems, but they don't know how. And they're looking now because the stress is too great. So if you want to see your killer, look in the mirror because we are killing ourselves with stress. It shuts down the energy flow. Nothing works in our lives. So thank you very much. You're um, welcome. My pleasure. It was a wonderful conversation and empowering. And, you know, I really wish the best of everything that you do more because we need more people like you more adults more experienced wise teachers mm -hmm. so and for our viewers please feel free to share it subscribe share and reach out okay all right and do your part and you know what to do in terms of being a responsible adult in this world in current times take care Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.